Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. He's Alex Ferrario, that's Tanner Hendricks, and I'm Brandon Kiley. We're going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by the busiest man in America, who I think is chasing every rumor possible right about now. When well, it he comes needs to chase to it blues. faster trade deadline discussions he's jeremy rutherford blues insider for the athletic that is where you can read his work it is well worth your time you've had a piece earlier today on the tears of trade possibilities for the blues. like crying like tears are oh, yes felt tears. like it was the t- trail of tears guys who are going to be traded jr we appreciate the time as always my friend how you doing today Doing well, guys. Uh, I don't know that I'm chasing rumors. I'm chasing a 13-year-old daughter around. She's got a day off of school. I can't wait till Alex and later uh, UBK experience this, Tanner too. But, uh, yeah, you get a lot of phone calls throughout the day. Okay, we're over here, and we want to go here now. Can you come pick me up? Okay, we're over here. Now, now come pick me up here. So uh, that's what I'm chasing. All I'm going to have to do is just give you a call because your kids will be 26, 27. <laughs> and you so go. you'll come chase my kids for me, JR. You'll be experienced <laughs> at it by then. Yeah. Uh, Uncle yeah. JR is, yeah. is what Uncle they'll call him. Uncle, yeah. Uncle Jay. I like that. Uncle Jay. Uh, I'll JR, take it. Why haven't the Blues traded anybody yet, man? I thought I thought you reported last week that they were all going to be gone by the end of this week, right? <laughs> Tim always says honesty in uh, media. Here's some honesty in media. So I write that story last week saying don't expect Doug Armstrong to make any trades during this break. And I hoped and prayed that <laughs> <laughs> a press release didn't ac- come across the uh, the email in the next few days because, uh, you know, you're kind of guessing at those things. But I just think with all the circumstances going on, Tarasenko was at the All-Star game. You got O'Reilly, who's uh, still uh, coming back from his foot injury. By the way, he's been uh, skating out at uh, Centene, so he's uh, inching closer back to a return. And then also Doug Armstrong over in Europe. So you can still make deals with all those circumstances uh, going on. It makes it a little bit more difficult, but I just uh, suspected that we probably wouldn't see anything until at least the Blues get back from this long break. I always assumed that the trades would take a little while longer. I did wonder, though, JR, and we've seen this in the past where they've gotten some deals done in terms of extensions during a break like this. Do you anticipate any of those discussions taking place right now? Yeah, I've tried to uh, touch base with some people in the know on those fronts. And as of, uh, you know, a couple days ago, just checking in with some of those UFAs, uh, no no deals appeared to be imminent. You know, those things can change in a quick uh, second. I rem- remember uh, that uh, Justin Falk trade happened, you know, shortly after, you know, it didn't appear that something was going to happen on that front. So there are a lot of things that can happen, you know, kind of beyond your control unless you're checking in with people on a you know, hour by hour basis. But as of as of now, I get no news on any uh, signings in terms of those unrestricted free agents. So, Jr., I'd like to start with Vladdy, if that's okay, because I I read your piece of you talking with him about you know moving forward in the upcoming trade deadline, and you know you you can't 
you, you can only read it. You don't get to hear the tone of Vladimir Tarasenko, but you were interviewing him for that piece. Did did what he say sound like an individual who was pretty much expected to be gone come March 3rd? Yeah, I, I, I would say probably so. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're giving me the opportunity to offer some context to that. So basically, Tarasenko is down in uh, Florida for the All-Star game at that point, and He's at the podium. I did not make the trip to Florida. So after he comes off the podium and he's spoken to, you know, probably dozens of reporters, you know, then uh, they hand the phone to him. And I had about a 10-minute conversation with him. And interestingly, when I said, hey, let's talk about your future a little bit, he said, okay, let's go. Uh, but for those who read the story, you know, he gave a few answers that I think were open and honest and sounded a little bit frustrating. Uh, but I think he also kind of shut down a little bit and said, hey, ask Doug Armstrong, you know, if you want to find the answer to that question. So for me, it sounded like a guy who is a bit frustrated with the situation. He'd like to know what his future is. But, hey, listen, everybody uh, with a no-trade clause who's expected to go before the trade deadline waiting for the GM to do something is probably going to sound a lot like Vladimir Tarasenko did. So, you know, in today's trade tiers, I put him in the and it's inevitable category just because I believe that you know, I just think a contract extension or some come to Jesus with this situation is not in the cards. And I think that before March 3rd, there's going to be a trade. And speaking of which, we'll have a piece up tomorrow. Is Vladimir Tarasenko a fit for the New York Rangers working on that today? Uh, could be some traction with that team that's been named uh, a few times in the rumor mill. Man, you got like a month left every day. JR's going to have a new piece of, is this X player related to this X <laughs> team? Uh, but JR, I feel like we value our players higher than other people do on the outside because we watch them every day. We continue to say, oh yeah, Vladdy's going to get a first round pick. But if you look at trade charts and where kind of the uh, players place there, Vladdy's at the top, but our team's going to be willing to pay the price of a first round pick for him. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, we're kind of in that stage right now where we're a few weeks out, right? And all you hear from some of these teams who are looking for a guy uh, like Vladimir Tarasenko, they're saying they don't want to give up their first round draft pick. Well, that's who does like, that's pretty common, you know, to hear a team come out and say that we don't want to give up those top draft picks. But listen, if you want a guy like Tarasenko and you're the New York Rangers, you're probably going to have to give up a first or if not a first, a second round draft pick or one of your top level prospects. I think just that's what it's going to have to come to. But the one thing I will say is because Tarasenko does have that no trade clause, he does kind of control that a little bit. So if he says, hey, there's two teams I'll go to, Team Y and, and Team X, and those two teams are saying, look, Doug, we'll give you a second-round draft pick and a you know, middle-tier prospect, then what's he going to do if he, if he wants to trade them? So you know, I think the hands are a little bit tied in, in that respect. But you know, there are just so many variables that come to play uh, when you're dealing with something like this. Ben Sherratt got a first-round and a fourth-round pick. <laughs> ben Sherratt. <laughs> Yeah, I think Vladdy's yeah. going to be able to get a first-rounder somehow this year. Uh, or we can do, like, Chris Kreider for, for Vladdy. Um, I, I would say yes to that deal. How about uh, Alexis Lafreniere? Are you reporting, JR? Because don't get me no. excited. <laughs> no, I think that's the situation. And I checked on that when all those rumors were popping up a couple months ago. Even though he was a healthy scratch, the former number one overall pick for the Rangers, you know, they're not going to move him, especially for a, a rental. You know, does he get moved at some point? in his Rangers career, you know, for sure. But I think probably too early to give up on him if you're the Rangers and definitely not for a rental unless uh, you've got an extension with Tarasenko. Well, that's not the proper answer, JR. On that line (laughs) of thinking, though, JR, it is interesting to me, like maybe not that specific player, but like Alex has been talking about Jesse Pogliarvi for, I think, three years now since we've been doing this show. Um, And guys like that, that, that could probably use a bit of a change of scenery 
Do you think that's something that the Blues would explore at the deadline where maybe they end up, let's say they get a first round pick for for Vladdy, and then maybe you flip like a, a later round pick for a Yessi Pogliarvi to fill that spot in your lineup. Is that something you think that they would consider exploring at the deadline this year? You know, I think everything's a possibility, but I think if you're going to uh, trade Vladimir Tarasenko and or Ryan O'Reilly, you're going to go for the, the best asset, whether it's that first-round pick or whether it's a prospect with some promise. And I think if it's a change of scenery, by definition, BK, that's probably a guy who hasn't performed or, or just isn't performing the way everybody expected to. And if that's the case, then you probably want that that high-end uh, draft pick. And I've had some communication with Scott Wheeler, our uh, prospect guru at The Athletic today, and there's been a number of prospects that I've tossed out to him and players around the league. Maybe they're two or three years in, and he comes back every time and says, yeah, the first-round pick would be worth more in that situation. So, yeah, I tend to think that they'd lean that way. All right, JR, um, I, I did want to continue. We're talking to Jeremy Rutherford, our Blues insider for 101 ESPN. You can also find his work over at The Athletic and follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford for any news as it comes as we get closer to the deadline. You also had a tier where it was the category worth exploring in the offseason, but good luck trying to move them, which is essentially just the Blues defensive core. <laughs> you could have just called it that. Colton Pareko is a guy that we talked about earlier today as some consider him to be a core member of this next iteration of the Blues. And others basically say, hey, give me a bag of pucks and I will move him wherever you want to send him. How do you think the Blues do? How do you think the Blues should view Colton Pareko at this point, given his contracts? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And here's how I look at it. Probably somewhere in the middle. And, and you know, I heard your breakdown uh, earlier on. So here, here's the thing is, has he lived up to expectations? You know, if Doug Armstrong mapped out how they hoped he would look after signing him to an eight-year deal. Is this anywhere close? It's not. It's been a really bad year for him. But some of the names you guys went through that are going to be free agents this year who you could potentially replace Colton Preco with, no, that's not going to work. I mean, these guys aren't going to play 20 minutes. And even if Colton Preco isn't doing some of the things that you want him to do, he's leaps and bounds better than those guys. Can you find something on the trade market? You know, perhaps you can. So I would think that even though Craig Bruby came out and said it's not the season we expected, they value Colton Pareko more than probably most fans would do. Uh, would, uh, But my question to, to fans is always, okay, if not that guy, who else? If not Jordan Bennington, if you're saying, okay, the save percentage, worst in the league, expected goal, so on and so, okay, well then who? Who are you going out and putting in goal for the St. Louis Blues? Who are you putting on defense to play 23 minutes a night for the St. Louis Blues? You can sit here. Uh, the rest of the day and say, I'll find somebody that'll do a better job than Colton Pareko. Okay. Tell me who is that and how do you go about getting them? So when I put those guys in the category worth exploring, but good luck, you know, maybe Doug Armstrong will make some phone calls and try to find out what the interest could be in a Tory Krug, a Nick Letty, a Colton Pareko. But there's, there's where I say, good luck. I mean, these, these are long-term contracts and they're not playing up the par and the people in those cities think the same about their guys as they do about uh, what we see in some of these blues players. JR, I know fans look at the March 3rd trade deadline and say, okay, that's the next checkpoint, and then you get to the offseason. But I am kind of looking at that offseason because we've talked to a number of different people that have said, you know, the blues have the talent in place to turn this around quickly in the offseason. Does that quick turnaround, if you're Doug Armstrong, only happen if you're able to move one of those defensemen in the offseason? I think it has to be. Yeah. And, and I think that's a, a perfect follow up to this, you know, this, to, this topic, that question. 
uh, is that if you're Doug Armstrong and you're the St. Louis Blues and you saw how this season unplayed, uh, this played out, and, and, and the defense and the demise of the defense was A, number one, the reason why you're in this situation. We can talk about all kinds of other things that contributed to it, and yes, they did, but the, the, the poor play by the defensive group, if you want to include the forwards in that, getting back to, I, I totally understand that, but the situation is, you almost have to try to find a way to move one of these guys. How do you come back in 23-24 with the same group of top four and expect them to play at a higher level and a level that people are not going to be able to throw it back in your face and say, I told you so, when they don't perform again? So, you know, I know these guys are probably better players than they've shown. And, again, I'll, I'll say that uh, they could use some help from the goaltender or the forwards at times. But, by and large, this defense isn't – made to handle some of the issues that crop up in an NHL game. And and we've seen it time and time again this year. So to me, Doug has to figure out a way if there is one to try to make a move. And I just don't see how it's possible. Jared, I've made this very clear. I I don't, support the side of fire a coach because that's where it's at. And I'm not speaking of Craig Berube, but do you see Doug Armstrong looking at the assistant coaches and possibly saying, maybe we need a change there to help our defense or does that even change the defense? Yeah. I, I, I don't know that even changing the coach out, which is possible. Uh, when I say coach, you're talking about the assistant coaches. So with the defense, it'd be Mike Van Ryan. If, you know, if they, determined that they needed to make a change because either the strategy or the response from the players isn't there, then Doug Armstrong, yeah, he'll have to cross that bridge and and make that determination. Um, Could you bring in another coach uh, and he could get more out of this group? You know, perhaps, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say no, because there are great minds out there who could come together and and put together, you know, perhaps uh, a way to play for this group as it's assembled. And maybe you do get more out of them. I don't know. Um, but I just will go back to what we've been talking about is, you know, Nick Letty's playing in the top pair. He's not a top pair defenseman. We've seen him play well at times against some of the league's top players, but it's not there on a consistent basis. You know, Tory Krug's been a little bit banged up, but the performance just hasn't been there. Same with Colton Preco. Justin Falk hasn't been as consistent this year. Could a new coach help all those things? I, I, you know, who is this guy? <laughs> Who is this guy? Who is, is this? this Who is this guy? Jar, we'll get you out of here on this one. You're going to be a Vegas odds maker for me for a moment. You got all these big buildings. Uh, Jr's got that big gold chain. I can already see it. Oh, for sure. His button-down shirt. Jr. His shirt with a is money sign in the middle, and his shirt's unbuttoned all the way down to it's his white collar. To shirt. his navel. He's got the sleeves yep. rolled up. Mm-hmm. Pink he, pink suit jacket. Does he have the sunglasses on? No, Jr's not a sunglasses no sunglass guy. guy. No, okay. he's got a toothpick though. He's he's he always has a toothpick. We got a cowboy hat then. Yeah. Okay. And boots. That's nice not big... the direction I thought you were going. Like leather or snakeskin boots. Oh, JR's a leather guy. Okay. Come on, JR. Confirm or deny. You're a leather guy. Leather guy. Yeah. And I want a chain Boy, hanging thought. from my wallet that's going to be fat with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we've got the full picture was, of what JR looks dark like. Hole as, to go down. <laughs> as our Vegas odds maker, would you set the over under on the number of players traded for the Blues at the deadline? What's the over under set at for you? Yeah, first of all, that guy sounds a lot better looking than I look myself here. So, uh, don't, don't sell yourself short, Jr. I'm a little jealous. 
Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to say over under is two. I thought about three, but I think that's probably setting it too high. Let's so two and go a half. two and yeah, we'll go two and a half. That sounds good. I take the over on that JR because I, I believe there will be three guys traded. I believe there will be five. Yeah. Hot yeah. damn. Heavy over. Hot damn. <laughs> JR, is that crazy? Five, so I could have said four and a half and got you, huh? Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, Easy money yeah. there, JR. O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Barbie. Those are the three for me. Maybe Achari, maybe Mikola, maybe Grice. I mean, as, Damn, many, as, going six, six. as many as six are possible, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not going to disagree. I think that Tarasenko is definitely in that boat. Probably O'Reilly and Barbashev, too. But then you get into, like, could Achari help you next year? Is he really going to ask for you know, 2.5 and, and price them out or something. And then with Mikola, here's the thing. You got Prinovic and Scandella, but who's who's to say that they're going to be healthy and who's to say that you don't need Mikola next year? So I just think there's probably two or three guys on that list where it might make sense to, to try to bring them back. But, you know, I'm right there with you. I mean, I could see anywhere from uh, three to five. So if I'm setting it at two and a half and that guy with the leather boots and the uh, chain wallet is in charge there. I'm going to go with the uh, the over on that. BK's over here saying, I probably could see 12 being traded away. They could probably trade all these the guys. Guy 23 yeah. on the roster. I think as many as 21 could be gone. BK's just <laughs> starting a team from scratch. Jerry, BK's got the whole team moving to Saskatoon. Uh, no, no, no. Hey, We're sending that means, to Buffalo. Let's be honest. Jerry. That means member of the Ferrario 5, Martin Furk, will be playing top six minutes by the end of the season. It's going to be great. Can't wait for that one-timer. Hey, Jerry, we appreciate the time as always man enjoy yourself this week enjoy it as you're uh chaperoning across the great city of st louis and we'll talk to you, to you again soon going to pick her up now thanks a lot boys